Hey guys, I know it's been more than a minute since I've been on here. It's been forever, it feels like. Uh, I was just actually listening to my last few episodes that I had posted and wow, it's been a while. Um, We're almost two years later. I think the post, my last post was March 2021 and we are March 2023 next week. Wow, that's crazy. (sighs) Uh, Where do I begin? Where do I begin? There's been so much um, that has happened in the last two years. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to come back on and share my experience. Um, But I think going forward, I think I'm going to continue with this and share. There's a lot of women out there who I think, not just women, because there's men and a lot of younger people who can definitely um, get some takeaways from, you know, information with my experience. So I am at a place now where I am more confident to share. Anyways, I'm going to do a quick summary of just the last two years. And then I think going forward, I'm going to try and kind of break them down more into separate episodes. But basically, the last episode was, I believe, March 2021. At that time, I had just found out from my doctor at that time that I was not going to be doing chemo. Uh, because they had found additional mats um, in my bones. So pretty much it was my iliac. Originally it started in my right iliac. Um, Anyways, uh, (laughs) it's all over. Like it's my right iliac now. It's my left iliac. It's all through my sacrum. Um, posterior now it's the anterior like I have spots like crazy um but the good news is that I still don't have it on any major organs so um anyways I'm gonna break it down I think um shortly after she told me that I had additional mets I she sat me down she started me on my I didn't take chemo but she started me on my first line of treatment I'm luckily to say I'm still on that first line of treatment well no technically I'm not she started me with letrozole not not letrozole eye brands and tamoxifen so I started with that in May and I had completed my five rounds of radiation on my right iliac at that time at the end of April. I had my lumpectomy the beginning of April at that time. 
anyways, in July of that same year, I did 19 rounds of radiation on my breast, 15 on my breasts, and then four under my arm for my lymph nodes. After completing the radiation and getting the diagnosis that I was had possibly two to seven years to live and that it was not curable, I decided to move back home with my family. So I moved from one city to another city. I went back home to be with my family. Um, I think the December of that year, I had my, I switched my oncologist, which I kind of regretted. Um, and I got a new oncologist, a male oncologist. He was just the absolute worst. And after just reassessing my cancer to see where it was in September, he didn't do jack all. He said, oh, we would see each other once a year, which was a huge difference from what I had just experienced with Dr. My previous oncologist, he wanted to see me every, you know, two to three months to to monitor the aggressiveness of my cancer. Anyways, the only good thing that I did come out of of my new male oncologist was that we ended up removing my tubes and my ovaries, so um, I didn't have to keep getting. Um, these injections in my stomach that were supposed to push me into menopause. I don't even remember what the hell they're called. Um, It's been that long since I've taken one. Anyways, after getting my surgery the beginning of December, the January of 2022, my dad got sick unexpectedly and he had been battling prostate cancer for a long time. And he got sick late January, pretty much actually. He went into the hospital on my cancer anniversary when I was first just confirmed that my lump was um, cancer on January 28th. He went in and five days later he passed of cancer that had spread uh, pretty much through everywhere. Um, that pretty much shook me and changed everything like this. The last year I have struggled with depression, just so much pain and just loss, you know, because you're living with cancer and you're already given this diagnosis that you're going to pass. And then your dad dies of cancer at the same time. It was just so incredibly hard. And no matter how much I tried to get myself together, I just couldn't. I would have one or two days, but it really wasn't, um, it really wasn't an easy, easy task for me. Anyways, I think the depression started in March, uh, and I tried to kind of get my feet on the ground. And then in May of 2000, yeah, just May last year, I got sick out of nowhere. My palliative doctor thought it was um, 
well, we didn't actually know what the hell was going on. So, um, but I started getting these bouts of sickness. I couldn't eat anything or hold anything on my stomach. I was having these crazy days of like strictly vomiting and diarrhea. Like nothing would stay on my system. Anyways, I was hospitalized in May for about seven days and six, seven days. And they couldn't find out what was going on with me. Um, by that time, I had changed my treatment after having the um, tubes and ovaries removed. I was still on Ibrance, but I was now taking letrozole instead of tamoxifen because I had now been pushed into menopause. And let me tell you, those hot flashes are such a bitch. Um... Anyways, as I was saying, I had these bouts of vomiting and diarrhea. At first, it was like, that's where I spent Mother's Day, and it came out of nowhere. And then I got better, but then it happened again in June. And then it happened like, it was like every two weeks to the point where it was like, there was like only like one or two weeks in August that I was okay but after that I was hospitalized in September they requested my doctor had made me undergo a colonoscopy an endoscopy or something like that um, where they would look down my stomach and out my butt to see if there was anything going on or they thought that the cancer had spread um but they didn't find anything, but that just resulted in me still vomiting and diarrhea. And I was hospitalized again for another six days. Um, during this whole period, I lost 70 pounds um, after my dad died. Close to 80 pounds. So I lost a lot of weight. And, which is a little bit ridiculous now when I think back on it, on how that went. Um... I also got changed to a new, requested a new doctor, thanks to my palliative doctor. She's just amazing, but she supported me in getting a new um, oncologist, another woman doctor, um, and she went back to seeing me every, you know, three months. Anyway, she ordered tests for me earlier that year before I started getting sick which were fine after my um, surgery but in October we did tests um, that's only been like four months okay so five months ago we did um, my last set of tests and I did a bone scan and we found more bone mets so that scan stated that my cancer was active again the pretty much results were um progressive bone mets they were active again i had new spots um in my l4 my l5 and now what would started in the back of my iliac was now through the front of my iliac and has been going down my sacrum so, um, both hips now are like, or have cancer through them and through my sacrum. So I can kind of feel it when I lay down the, my bones don't necessarily feel the same. Uh, I also, 
I should say, I also did one other extreme round of radiation the same time I removed my um, tubes and ovaries at the end of that. Um, that was December 2021. I did another round of radiation on my hip to try with the pain, which helped for a little bit. But um, as soon as I started feeling better in October, after the vomiting and diarrhea had cleared up and I started to take walking, I started to notice the pain in the front of my hip. So I wasn't really surprised when she had told me that it was active again. Um, Again, I'm still extremely grateful because it's still not on any major organs. It's still just been contained to the bones. But it is spreading, I guess, like wildfire through the bones. So my bone pain is quite a bit. It's a lot. A lot of the times now it's really hard on my back. But um, I'm managing that. Why is it just killing the morphine, I guess, is what you want to say it is. Um, But I'm going to have to... I think she just switched me. We went to morphine. I was on morphine for about eight months. And now we're on methadone. And I do my Zometa infusions every three months, which is our our bone infusions to strengthen my bone. Um, I don't really think they do anything other than make my teeth feel weird. But um, that's where I'm at right now. And, um, anyways, after finding the new meds, we, my daughter, my doctor just wanted me to stay religiously on the meds because during that period when I was sick, they think it might've been, you know, the vomiting and diarrhea that might've caused the cancer to remain active. So since November, I have just been religiously on my meds, not skipping anything at all. I take my meds non-stop I listen to what she has to say I don't miss anything and I'm grateful to say that January like she just told me a couple weeks ago that um, my January scans show that the new mats are stable so my all of my mats are stable um at the at the moment I know it's only one scan since since the cancer's been active but it's enough for me um for you guys, it's been two years since you've really heard me, but it's two years that I felt like the longest periods of my life. Um, I have gone through so many periods where I did not want to speak to anybody. like, And I still do. There are periods where I just don't want to hear from anyone because I was just tired of telling people, you know what, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. There comes a point where you just don't want to be saying to someone anymore. I just don't feel good. And I felt like I was saying that all the time. And I didn't have anything positive to say. I got just to a very lonely place. Um, You know, I also, after losing my dad, it got really difficult for my mom and although you know we support each other the last year it's also got to a place where it's even harder for her to be here and be around me knowing that 
eventually, you know, my situation can change at any time. Just like my dad, it changed so rapidly, so unexpectedly that I know she's thinking at the back of her head that my situation can change at any moment and it frightens her. So I get that. So I've had to kind of move again and, um, I moved with the kids and, um, it feels good to be back on my own, but it also is a little bit lonelier now knowing that I'm not 100% that I have been hospitalized a few times this last year, that things can change so quickly. My kids were completely frightened the last, like, they pretty much for like, from May to October, I spent most of that period in bed, like always in bed, always in bed, and they were always seeing me sick. Um, like, there was really not a lot of periods during that time where I was up. I think there was a couple times in the summer where I was at my, like, feeling my best. But majority of the time, they just saw me in bed. So, I know that was difficult for them. Anyways, uh, this is really supposed to be just a kind of recap of where I've been in the last two years. Because I know I haven't posted on, the, on my podcast in a really long while but I'm hoping to kind of go into all of these experiences all of the surgeries the radiation the meds the side effects um being a mom uh how it's affected my kids uh my family relationships everything has changed so much so I'm gonna go into all of that again in the next little while in the next few episodes and get a little deeper with everything for those of you who have listened in the past and you're probably wondering where have I been I'm not gonna go this long again without posting I am gonna get out there I'm gonna post a lot more on my Instagram um I've actually started a page, the NBC Collective, which I am going to, that's my project. I'm going to, that's my baby. I want to go out there and post more about those of us who are living with metastatic cancers, uh, specifically metastatic breast cancer, but metastatic cancer in general. My dad died of metastatic, you know, prostate, metastatic prostate cancer. And I think it's so important to know, like any cancer at this point my journey it started in my breast but for it can start in your lungs it can start anywhere and spread and I think that's so important just to talk about this journey and there's the emotional side the physical side effects um mentally the head games it played I listened to my last couple episodes that I posted and I was like oh my gosh am I gonna have a breakdown and guess what I did have a breakdown you know I totally lost myself the last year completely a mess just because of this diagnosis and I still struggle all the time and I 
I'm probably way more emotional now than I ever was. I cry all the time. Um, cancer changes you. It, it changes everything. And it constantly changes my viewpoints on so many things. Every day I wake up with a different outlook on life. Um, but we'll get into that. Anyways, this has been much longer than you probably wanted to hear. I appreciate you uh, being patient and taking the 20 minutes to listen to me. Um, I promised you that the post going forward should be about 10-15 minutes, not so long. Um, and I'll keep you up to date on what's going on with my Instagram page and um, on how you can connect with me if you have any questions. Anyways, um, this is a little bit longer than normal, but this is Small Doses with Frankie. Thanks, guys. Good night.